and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. Growing up in my family, we weren't really allowed to wear a lot of scarves. Um, My dad knew someone who had passed away due to an accident with a scarf, so it wasn't really until my time living in Germany that I discovered how much warmer life was with a scarf. And as a person who is nearly perpetually cold, this was a fantastic discovery, aside from the fun fashion statements that were now open to me. And also aside from being a new fashion accessory, I also came home with a few scarves to support various foosball teams. I lived in Dortmund for a while and there picked up a scarf supporting Beifau Bay. And so this week, we're going to talk about scarves. This topic was actually suggested by a friend of mine. So shout out to her. Thank you again for another great topic suggestion. Scarves have been around since ancient times, with a statue from the Assyrian Empire depicting the Assyrian emperor showing him wearing a scarf. The statue is called the Statue of Ashurnasirpal II and dates back to the 9th century BCE. In written record, however, the first recorded use that we have of a scarf dates back to Queen Nefertiti and her use of a scarf as part of a headdress in 1350 BCE. Originally, scarves are believed to have been made from wool fibers, with silks coming later from China. In ancient Rome, early scarves were worn to keep a person clean and were used to wipe sweat from one's neck or brow. Originally, men wore these types of scarves, called focale or pseudonarium, around their belt or neck. It is believed that in ancient China, under the reign of Emperor Cheng, scarves were used to denote the rank of officers and warriors. In fact, on the terracotta warriors, you can see their scarves in the figures. In 17th century Croatia, scarves were also used to denote military rank, with silk scarves being used to mark the officers and cotton scarves for the rest of the military personnel. These military personnel sometimes served as mercenaries for the French, and their scarves were sometimes called cravats. These were the forerunners of the necktie. Napoleon Bonaparte is said to have come back from one of his conquests and gifted his wife a pashmina scarf. Initially skeptical, she ended up purchasing 400 scarves in three years, amounting to a total of 80,000 pounds worth of scarves. Pounds is in, like, British monetary system. I don't know how much 400 scarves weigh. It wasn't until the 19th century that scarves became a more widely used accessory for men and women's fashion. And by the 20th century, they were an essential article of clothing and fashion piece. In fact, it was the French brand Hermes that produced the first graphic silk scarf. Later, the scarf sensation spread to Europe and the Americas, in part popularized by Queen Victoria, who had sat on the throne in a scarf with a gorgeous graphic print. Queen Victoria purchased a cashmere paisley scarf in 1842 from the town of Paisley, Scotland, that boasted 7,000 weavers. During the First World War for the English, it was considered a duty in the war effort to knit socks, gloves, scarves, and other clothing to keep the troops warm. Pilots wore scarves and often white silk scarves to protect their necks from chafing. Silk was also especially useful in holding gunpowder charges because it didn't leave residue when burned. Silk and silk scarves grew in popularity in the West after the war. As silk was fairly expensive, however, The development of a synthetic material called rayon in the 1930s made it possible for the everyday person to enjoy a fashionable, silky scarf, albeit synthetic. With the advent of the Second World War and women taking over factory jobs from the men, a safety protocol required that women's hair be kept up away from the dangers of accidentally getting caught in the machinery, which meant headscarves. 
these headscarves became more of a practical necessity, and because rations were made from cotton or linen. At the close of the Second World War, scarves again grew in popularity, with the company Asher calling on various artists around the world to create designs, including Pablo Picasso, Henri Matisse, Henry Moore, and 42 other artists that the company consulted to create artist squares from 1946 to 1955. These silk scarves brought more art into the world of fashion and simultaneously made this fashion and art more accessible to the public. Hermes scarves grew in popularity and were worn by the likes of Grace Kelly and Audrey Hepburn. Queen Elizabeth II wore an Hermes scarf on an official postage stamp. In the 60s, scarves were definitely a statement for the rich and famous, often used in conjunction with large glasses to afford the wearer anonymity. Custom scarves were also handed out by famous clubs like New York's 21 Club, which gave out scarves sporting variations on its jockey theme each Christmas. Fashion labels also followed suit, with Burberry and Chanel placing their recognizable patterns onto scarves. The silk scarf rage, however, died down a bit during the 90s. With the 90s, however, came booms in technology and transportation, which also meant the rediscovery and reworking of other forms of scarves, like the pashmina and cashmere. These scarves were valued for their comfort over design, as well as the exciting quality of cashmere coming from the cashmere goats of India. These days, scarves continue to innovate, with Hermes's twilly scarf used to tie to handbags or wrap around your wrist, your belt, or your hair for a fashion statement and a touch of personality. Head scarves, of course, have a history all their own and hold special meaning for several different religions. These head scarves for women are often worn for religious purposes and modesty across a number of different religions. They can also be worn for societal custom as well. Head coverings can be used for modesty, for prayer, as a token of devotion to faith, or for other reasons for both men and women among many religions, including Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Sikhism, and more. The record of the world's longest scarf, knit by one person, is held by Helga Johansson of Oslo, Norway. Her scarf measures in at 4,565.46 meters, or 14,978 feet and 6.16 inches long. She made the Guinness World Record in November of 2013, which seems fitting. That is a very long scarf to keep everyone warm. Everyone warm. Maybe not everyone in Oslo, but everyone in your neighborhood warm <laughs> for the coming winter. So whether you are using your scarf to keep warm or as a fashion statement, scarves throughout the ages have been something that have given humanity both comfort and flair. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care.